This is me once again, D. Williams here, aka Daryl Williams, aka Dumbass, aka Dude. That's hanging out with another dude remotely because that's what we do now in this world. Um, talking about fellow stand-up comedian and all-around great guy Kevin Bennett, aka French accent. Hey, how y'all doing? Thanks for having me on the show, Daryl. No worries, man. So you're calling from Wyoming. Yes, sir. Welcome. Welcome. Welcome to Wyoming. And I'm obviously in This Comics Life headquarters in Long Beach, California, so... Nigga, I'm from Long Beach. The city where the Crips at. Crips in a bird, then we flip that. Nigga, I'm from Long Beach. This is awesome. How you been? I've been good. I mean, you know, relatively, it's uh, it's disturbing seeing uh, what's happening in our country right now. It makes me uh, concerned about the future of comedy because... Uh, yeah. At this point, you know, the viral problems seem to have abated and they're still sticking to the hardcore lockdown measures. And it's pretty obvious to me, at least, that uh, that was kind of what they were after all along. So I'm worried. You know, I want to see things get back to normal. It's crazy how uh, I've been talking to a lot of comedians in the Orange County scene and L.A. scene. And there's like. I would feel like there's a lot more people that are angry that they can't do comedy, but everybody seems that they're like, no, that's fine. If I don't have to do comedy for six months, like that's fine. Better safe than sorry. Better. And I'm like, Uh, really? Really? (laughs) Well, you know, it's, it's not good to not do comedy. Just like it's not good to not go to the gym and I'm not able to really do either. I mean, I've been doing the zoom mics, but it's a whole different ball game. I mean, you can still have fun. But like it's all it's it's an open mic that's digital. I mean, very few because if you open it up to the public, you get these trolls, these teenagers that just start throwing around a bunch of non PC words and flooding everything, and you can't do anything. Sure, it's like and obviously heckled. I mean, reading comments too is not the same as hearing laughter. Right, right. So. It's not the same at all. Well, I, we, you know, I've done a few Zooms where they keep the audio channel on. Right. And everybody's polite. But what happens is you've got to vet everybody that comes in there. Mm-hmm. And a lot of the Zoom hosts don't know how to run it. Thankfully, they're getting to the point where they can restrict people who are being uh, dipshits and right. keep them from messing everybody else's fun time up. But I've, I've been, I was on one, Orchid Cameron runs one. She was running it with Christina Marie Leonard. Mm-hmm. And I invited a guy from the East Coast named Chip, and Chip shared the link online. And some troll on Twitter got it, got on our post, and started throwing the N-word and sure. stuff out there and just being a total jerk. And everybody blamed Chip, but it wasn't Chip. It was some guy who saw the link Chip shared. Mm-hmm. And it's like, well, how do you how do you get it out of our little circle? Right, so I, right. I really want to see comedy come back. I mean, if it doesn't come back, I'm going to have to totally – change my uh my mo on life i guess um, <laughs> I'm, I'm i'm optimistic it'll come back but i'm trying to think about what happens if it doesn't you know i mean well i feel like I, obviously the art form itself will come back eventually who knows right. what that time yeah. frame is um but i was talking with uh daniel farius on my last episode about this where he i was like how many comics do you think once we're able to come back just will never come back it's like they just quit. You know, they just 
Hopefully the bad ones. <laughs> Hopefully none of the bad ones come back. Well, I would assume we're just kind of there. Because... Yeah, that's yeah. I assume you know the great I mean? ones aren't going to always... want to quit. <laughs> right. Well, I, I don't want. I hope I'm not one of the bad ones, but I, I've definitely been to some mics and some showcases where a there's like a token lady there mm-hmm. who's getting booked all the time, not because she's funny, but because she's a lady and you can't not book her. And there's funny ladies. Don't get me wrong. Of course, there's a lot of these tokens out there. And then you got those guys who are just part of the they're just part of a social club and they look at it as their um, trivia with friends sort of thing. But comedy. Right. And right. I, I'd, I'd be all right if they didn't come back. Yeah. But the people who are really trying, even if they're new at it, and they haven't developed their craft. You can tell the people who are really passionate about it. Uh, they tend to develop. Well, if anything, like I've definitely felt like I, once we do once we are able to come back, I got to hit the ground running twice as hard because. This is six or eight months that I I got lost or just went up in the ether. Yeah. Like there's a momentum to it, and I've been doing a lot of podcasts and zooms and and whatnot. And you've probably seen me about losing my mind on the internet because darn it, whatever's <laughs> going on here, it needs to be addressed, and uh, it needs to be seriously addressed. And we, those of us who are affected by it, we need to do some talking about it. We have to. We have to bring the conversation um, and go to some events here and there. I, I tried to host an event in Wyoming, but surprised I was surprised nobody showed up. And then I realized, oh, that's right. I'm the only one here. So, right. you know, that was, <laughs> it's well, like the whole state of Wyoming is like that movie Moon yes. with, uh, with what's Sam his Rockwell. Name? What's that act? Yeah, with Sam Rockwell. And I'm Sam Rockwell. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's, that's the state of Wyoming. Hey, Gertie, since I've been up here, I've sent Tess... I've sent her over a hundred video messages. Where did those messages go? Did they ever reach her? Sam, I can only account for what occurs on the base. What about the messages she sent to me? Sam, I can only account for what occurs on the base. Am I really a clone? When you first arrived at Sarang, there was a small crash. You woke up in the infirmary. You suffered minor brain damage and memory loss. I kept you under observation and ran some tests. I remember, yeah, I remember that. Sam, there was no crash. You were being awakened. It is standard procedure for all new clones to be given tests to establish mental stability and general physical health. Genetic abnormalities and minor duplication errors in the DNA can have considerable impact on- What about tests? What about Eve? They are memory implants, Sam. Uploaded, edited memories of the original Sam Bell. Well, apparently uh, nobody should be watching that movie because it stars also uh, Kevin Spacey as the voice of the robot. So uh, can't watch that movie anymore. <laughs> that Kevin Spacey dude. Yeah, poor Kevin oh, Spacey. What a twist! You know him and Joe Biden and Harvey Weinstein can't do golf anymore. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You can't go golfing and. Uh, <laughs> And abusing the pool boy or, no. or the caddies. No, nope. not not in this oh. world. Not in 2020. Um, you know, Weinstein's a hermaphrodite? Did not know that. Apparently. Apparently I knew I, that I, the I courts definitely true. brought out his junk. You know, they were definitely talking they about... They did. Like, it was part of their defense where it was like, look at his junk. It's so deformed and mutilated. He could not possibly f- rape these women with it. <laughs> and you're like, that's... Oh, wow. What a defense. <laughs> That's a Hail Mary if ever there was one. Mm-hmm. My God. My client didn't do it. 
Look at how ugly his balls are. I thought the defense. Uh, I didn't read what the defense was. I thought. I thought they were bringing out the mutilation to say, well, Weinstein felt like he got raped by God, so he just thought he'd return the favor. But no, no, that, that that's the defense. That's horrible. I don't. There's yeah. no defending what he did. Right. There's no, even even if you're born totally mutilated, that doesn't that doesn't excuse you uh, mutilating. Uh, interns that are going to be actresses that, and, and even even if you were totally normal and you weren't mutilated there's no excuse for rape in Meryl Streep none mm-hmm. uh, she's she's she, what what you have some taste at least yeah if you're gonna go around you know get it's, some I'm just kidding I'm that's horrible but you, <laughs> it brings just, new me- not, meaning to the word uh, or the phrase uh, Sophie's choice yeah like, that's oh a God. real Sophie's choice do I fuck Harvey Weinstein or not how can anyone imagine that he knows her? Beyond the innocent, the romantic, the sensual, and the unthinkable, there are secrets we have yet to imagine. One of them is Sophie's choice. Well, and the thing is, I'm, I'm glad that the Me Too movement happened so that that kind of thing could be exposed and hopefully of course. expunged. Yeah. And I think now I don't know if this is true, but I've heard Weinstein's been ratting out all the other rapists in Hollywood because he's like, I'm not going down with my crooked balls all by myself. <laughs> it's crazy that all the uh, you know pedophiles and rapists know other pedophiles and rapists. It's like they're all in like a secret club or something. Yeah, yeah, isn't that interesting? Isn't <laughs> what that a interesting? weird idea. Uh, the- hmm, <laughs> like some Bohemian Grove or something. I don't, I don't know exactly what it is. Uh, some. Some sort of secret society, some yeah, sort right. of fraternity, or what? something. I, I don't know. I don't know. You know, some eyes Only wide shut. Kind of thing. I don't know. Leader. I just can't put my <laughs> right. No joke. Oh my gosh. Um. Yeah. So it's it's weird that uh, that that sort of stuff's happened. I had forgotten Kevin Spacey was the voice of the robot in that yes. that movie Moon. Mm-hmm. But I think I wasn't mean, it directed by one of the Zappa kids? I think so. I forget. <laughs> that's why it's called moon it's it's after him it's moon zappa moon unit zappa yeah <laughs> um what a name well i feel like you know with technology you could probably take kevin spacey's voice out of it since it is just a vo and just put in another voice you could use gilbert Gottfried, right <laughs> completely different movie <laughs> you can't go out of the doors. That would be a hilarious movie. Oh no, that would be great. I want to hear that. I want to just hear, it. man. Oh. That's doable. Dude. Gilbert Gottfried. Somebody, somebody, I mean, with as the robot. Yeah, that would make that movie because it was funny and disturbing as it was. Totally, and it would still be funny and disturbing. <laughs> I never told you this, Gordon, but she. Uh... She, uh, she left me. Tess left me. For six months, she moved back in with her parents. No, 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 bitch! She gave me a second chance. Promised her a change. Wait a second, I've got an idea. Is there something that I have that I could hand to you and that would make you kind of forget? Hey, Gertie, since I've been up here, I've sent Tess... I've sent her over a hundred video messages. Where did those messages go? Did they ever reach her? What? I don't even remember. What about the messages she sent to me? What? I don't even remember. Great. Great. Am I really a clone? 
Yes, lucky guess. What about Eve? It's like a James Bond thing. No problem. I mean, no wonder he lost his mind with that robot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, with Kevin Spacey's voice, he's just like, ooh, I'm, why am I getting turned on right now? This is weird. <laughs> I could see Gilbert Gottfried being HAL 9000 2001 A Space Odyssey, too. <laughs> Stop! Stop, Dave! Yeah. Daisy, Daisy, over the mountain blue. <laughs> I think I can't do that, Dave. <laughs> I'm sorry, Dave. I can't do that. <laughs> Make that movie way more watchable. Yeah, totally. <laughs> totally. He could do all the parts. He could do the apes at the beginning. He could do the voice. <laughs> oh, ooh, ah, look, it's a monolith. <laughs> Should we use this boat as a tool? Why not? <laughs> That's good. That's, um, that's memeable right there. Yeah. <laughs> so, obviously, yeah, you've been definitely getting a lot of friends on social media lately. Yeah. Uh, I have been, been getting some and losing some. Well, you know, the, the funny thing is, there's a. I noticed I've got followers on Facebook. Yes. And those haven't gone down. They haven't, they've actually gone up by, not a many, but a couple. They've gone up, which is a surprise to me. Uh, because I have definitely lost at least 60, 70 uh, previous contacts. Now, I'm at 4,899 right now. Wow. So, you know, it's I still got – I've been blessed with a lot of following. Uh, I'm surprised I've lost so few, honestly. But I've definitely lost some people that I thought were my friends. And the thing is, you know, most of the people that I am friends with and know, I know they don't believe the same as me. And I knew that before I became – networked with them right you know because uh, i understand not everybody's gonna even people who believe the same as me we don't always see eye to eye but we can still be friends but these people it's like uh you know you you don't believe what i do um well now it's time to unperson you and i don't agree with that I've, i'm i this is the one thing that bill maher said that i really agreed with you know he said he hates alex jones the guy's a creep, but he gets his say. And I agree with I, – I feel the same about Bill Maher. I don't like the guy, but he gets his say, uh, and he shouldn't be uh, – he shouldn't be censored. Nobody should be censored because in the mar free market of ideas, those that are good, they're going to rise to the top. And those that aren't, right. they're going to fall. So right. just let the chips fall where they fall. And if you can't handle it, well, well, maybe, you know, maybe that's, that's a check and balance on ideology, I think. But when they have to censor you – that to me is a red flag that wherever they're coming from, it ain't right. Because I, you know, I disagree with people. I don't want them to be censored, and I would never unfriend anybody on Facebook. Except I've got people who've been dogging my heels and getting me banned. I mean, they'll just they'll follow my posts and they'll go through it for months and flag stuff. And so I got banned for I got banned for a comment I made March twenty seventh on April fourth, my birthday. I got banned for four days. Mm -hmm. Okay, fair enough. I made a non PC comment. I don't think it's right. They should. Uh, ban you for non-PC, but okay, I'll play by the rules. A week later, about a week and a half later, I got banned for a comment I had made two months prior that. So I hadn't broken the rules again, but they banned me again for something I made way before that. So either Facebook was dogging my heels or some snitch was really dogging my heels. Either way, it ain't right because I've got people saying all kinds of mean stuff to me, and there are definitely like pedo pages on Facebook that don't get banned. And, you know, I may be salty, but I'm not human trafficking. 
Right. You know? And not only that, but so, you're like most of the time citing your sources and saying, this is where I'm getting my information from, guys. So uh, if you have umbrage, don't take it from me. Take it from them. They're the ones that reported yeah, it. Yeah, and agreed. And, well, you know, I do try to be – I do try not to, to lose my cool. I do lose it sometimes. I'm working on that. Right. But, yeah, I try and cite my stuff and say, okay, X, Y, Z, you know, 2 plus 2 equals – Watch out. This is insane. Right. It's I not mean, like you're right, cooking up your own COVID. facts by yourself. Like, hmm, here's some numbers that I just pulled right. out of my ass. Like, I'll take them from the CDC and I'll say, hey, look, they said this here. They said this here. This plus this equals this right here. Bullshit. Well, and, right. and I can give you an example right off the top of my dome. Uh, the, the antibodies, the COVID antibody tests. Mm-hmm. Uh, about two weeks ago, they said that 22 to 55 times the amount of people were actually infected. When they did the antibody test, they found more people had it than the actual testing. Right. And then about three or four days after that, I think it was a Santa Cruz test, uh, found that it was 85 times as many people had COVID-19 as the testing. Well, that means objectively that the, the, the mortality rate is 22 to 85 times lower. Because you, you take the, uh, if it's 4.5%, you divide it by 22 or 55 or 85 I divided by 55 based on the numbers the day I divided it. Right. And it came out to pretty much, yeah, right right on the flu, right on there. And then it turned out it was actually 85. That puts it below the flu. Mm -hmm. Now, I'm not a doctor. I'm not a physician. Uh, I do know a little bit about statistics. Right. I can do addition, subtraction, multiplication, division. Whoa. You know, fifth grade stuff. You're that nerd. (laughs) All right. We we got it, college boy. (laughs) (laughs) I get a lot of flack for that. Yeah. I do. Uh, I know. Right. And it's like they're sitting here saying you can't do this. It's like, well, I here's the numbers. Here's the here's right. the mainstream right. sources. They're lying. Can't you see? So anyway, well, I feel like that's the thing about this is that it's so emotional. It's not about stats and facts. And the last twenty years or last thirty years of our lives haven't been about necessarily facts. It's about our feelings. It's about you know I know what I know. It's not about like. Well, here's what I present. You know, I'm presenting two plus two equals four. And then they're like, yeah, but that's not how I learned it. And you're like, yeah, but that's what it is. I'm not trying to say, let's talk about how we uh, all learned math. It's like, this is the answer. It doesn't matter how you learned it. And if you did learn it as a different number, then you learned the wrong way. (laughs) You didn't learn how to add. (laughs) (laughs) It's true. Well, in Common Core... I substitute taught between 2012 and 2015, and I just saw Common Core coming in, and it makes it so hard for those kids to learn math because it makes it 10 times more. You know, memorization isn't the best way, but it's a good placeholder until they have developed enough to where they can understand why these numerical relationships exist. Common Core basically teaches them the why at the age of five or six, and Mm -hmm. it's just too much. for When adults can't get their head around it, it's kind of weird that you think some six-year-old is going to just, you know, magically figure it out. Right. So, I mean, I remember, I remember how hard it was to learn algebra, and Common Core is presented in a way that's as difficult as algebra was. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, I, I, I couldn't even when I was substitute teaching, I'd just teach them the old way, and they do all right. So I was like, you know what? I, I'm not. I'm, maybe I won't come back to this school, but one of these kids is going to be happy I did that. Right. So, right. Well, it's weird, just. In that, in that sense where it's like, since we are feelings-based, it's all about like, this is just all about fear. So we're just like, I don't care what the statistics say. 
if one person's dying out there, that I'm this is going to be my justification for like, yeah, locking my doors and never seeing the light of day ever again. And you're like, who? Yeah. Where did you get this fear? Like, wh- who who raised such a pussy in you? Like, <laughs> <laughs> right? Like, well, you know, there's a lot of factors there too. I all mean, these other things ahead, that ahead. have killed us in our lives, the flu, all these other diseases. Nobody ever cared about that. You know, nobody ever was right. like, well, I'm not going outside because of the flu season or I'm not going outside because I might get the measles. It was like, right. okay, sometimes you might get it, but it's not statistically probable for you. So don't worry about it. And then a new virus yeah. comes around and then suddenly the stats are the same, if not lower, but their fear are is 20 times higher. What's the deal? Like, why is it just this one specifically where everybody went nuts? I think we're definitely dealing with something that's more than the thing, the, the narrative we're being fed. Uh, I think this is deliberate because when I first heard about coronavirus, I was a little freaked out because I was listening about back in January. And I remember yeah. specifically because January 25th is that's Chinese New Year, 2020 year of the rat, I believe. Mm. But that's when it hit. It should have been uh, year have of the bad. And then we would have really. <laughs> pants. Oh, you know, what kind of. Well, what kind of, what kind of seafood markets are selling bats and pangolins anyway? <laughs> I mean, I'm not a biologist, but last I checked, there just ain't a lot of bats and pangolins nope. under the sea. You know what I mean? Not, not so the last time I noticed. that in itself is kind of like what are they shaving the bat and calling it mm-hmm. Wuhan shrimp? What is this? <laughs> it's a rare <laughs> delicacy. <laughs> oh, you are like the Wuhan shrimp eat a fry out of the water. It yeah. don't even live in the water. Sorry, that's a very stereotypical <laughs> accent. But that's yeah. That makes me. Hmm. That's but funny. I remember it hit January twenty fifth, and yes. a week later, I had a show at the Song. I think it was the Songbird Lounge in mm-hmm. downtown L.A. Um, and I remember being a little bit freaked out because I'm hearing about this virus. And I'm like, wow, if it's in America, it's going to be in Chinatown, of course. You know, yeah, because you know that's there's a lot of back and forth there. So mm-hmm. I go down there. First thing I see when I'm pulling, I'm about to turn left on, uh, I can't, it's like Mission Area Avenue or Church Avenue right, or something. Right. And I see a, a Chinese gal with a with one of those masks on. I'm like, right. ooh, ooh, that's scary. And then I got down to DTLA right above, the Songbird Lounge is right above where the, the train gets off there. Mm-hmm. And they were shooting a movie or something. And nobody had masks, so that was all right. And I went in there. And even though it was a Chinatown bar, it's like a speakeasy. You walk in through the freezer, and then there's this right. really elegant little bar back there. Max Malecki runs it. Uh, fun little spot if you can get it back after the, the – it might still be going on because it's kind of a speakeasy, which is cool. Mm-hmm. But it was great. Did our show. And, you know, I was like, well, if this thing takes a month for the incubation and whatnot, if 30 days into February, if by February 25th it hasn't hit us, I think we're going to be all right. February 25th came around. I was like, Phew, okay, we're all right. And then – Late February, early March is when I remember the media picked it up. And before, they were saying it's just the flu. And I was like, I don't know. It might be worse. And then when the media picked it up, I noticed it was the same media who had been just diehard on the impeachment, diehard on the Kavanaugh, all this stuff. And it was partisan. And I thought, no pandemic is partisan. Holy crap. this This is another one of their, this is another hoax. I couldn't, and and sure enough, as it developed, you know, that's one of the reasons I didn't think anything was going to shut down. I thought, well, surely they're not going to. So I don't know what's going on in Washington right now. I don't know what Trump's up to because I, I, I don't know. 
has he gone sideways on us or is he in a catch-22 where he has to do this because of the World Health Organization and the other nations that have said stuff and the politics? I don't know. All I know is the lockdown's wrong. It's not justified. The numbers have now proven that. And everybody's freaking out, like you said. And my theory that the reason behind their freakout is it has to do with politics. It has to do with partisan politics. Mm -hmm. And I think that's what we're seeing. Because you'll notice, too, now there are there are always fringe outliers. I've got some cousins who are very conservative, and they're losing their mind about it, too. But their mom passed away. Right. So kind of puts I, an onus on it. It's weird because they've they've definitely categorized this as like this this silent killer where you could have it and not know it. It could be in your house and you don't even know. And and that's where I think it's like yeah, that's every virus. That's everything could be Right. You could carry five diseases right now and not know it. It's not just like this is the only thing you could yeah. be carrying. I got an EMT buddy and uh he told me that in a given day, there are hundreds of thousands, if not millions, of little viruses your immune system just takes care of. You right. don't even know about it. Right. Uh, so, you know, it's – and the other th- – so the, the, whole, the whole narrative to me is extremely suspect, and the antibody tests prove it. And the people who are, you know, my, my aunt, who is estranged from the family that passed away, mm-hmm. she was in her late 70s, and she had a lot of – comorbidity factors like you know she was a little overweight you know or a lot right and a lot of these sort of things um i think she was struggling with diabetes as well i don't know on that one but there's a lot of comorbidity factors that also would would make it hard for you to survive something like the flu um my mom was so saying it's that not too just, i mean she had yeah she's a nurse and she sees a lot of people that are dying it's not just that they're old it's that they're morbidly obese and they don't want to mm-hmm. say it in the news because it's like fat shaming and it's like we're not telling you it to be mean we're telling you to like help you save your life <laughs> that's a huge bitch you wanted to stay in on the couch anyway well now you got a reason it does seem you know? like all the people that's... that are susceptible most to this virus were already staying home to begin with mm-hmm. well they've made it so if you stay home and play video games and watch netflix you're being a patriot you're a hero yeah, how convenient is that? And and they got drones out. And then Garcetti in L.A. incentivized snitching on people. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's not Soviet. Mm-hmm. And then in Riverside, you're, you're fined a thousand bucks if you don't have a mask. Right. Well, right. it's not going over well. You, you you've heard about the protests in Huntington Beach. Of course, they're clogging the streets down there. Of course, and they should. I think it's 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 not good. Well, see, Wyoming, luckily. They did. They had a protest at a bar called The Office last night. I was going to go, but I, I worked. I, I was doing a, a distribution thing where I handed out magazines to right. about 30 shops in town. And uh, so I was going in out all day, you know. I was uh, noticing, and this, these statistics might be wrong now, wow. but uh, about like maybe a couple good. weeks ago, I was looking at like the, the deaths per state, and it said that there was only one confirmed coronavirus death in the state of Wyoming so far. And I was like, I wonder if there was. I wonder if Kevin knows him. I wonder if Kevin knew that. Yeah, guy. well, <laughs> true story. Uh, there's a pastor up here whose dad passed away at ninety, mm-hmm. and I wouldn't be surprised if they counted him. I hope not, but you know how they, they've been playing fast and loose. Well, it, it is weird. Climbed to seven. Oh, seven now. Okay, seven so out one, of, one, yeah, one seven to seven. Five hundred sixty. Okay. Yeah. So we are technically, by statistical reckoning. Wyoming is the safest state in the country right now, unless yeah. you're in one of the, in like the Virgin Islands. That's about the only place where the right death rate is less. Right, maybe <laughs> yeah, Guam or Puerto Rico. 
It's nuts, though. That's yeah. the thing that I've I found interesting that uh, somebody pointed this out, and then every time when I've like repeated it since then, people have just been like, "Shut up." <laughs> But it's this like idea of like this <laughs> they is don't the, hear it. this is the first quarantine that's like we've quarantined healthy people. Like before it's always been like if you're yeah. sick, you're the quarantine. You stay home. You need to be away from everybody. But if you're healthy and don't have any symptoms or whatever, it's like don't, don't worry about it. Don't like and I'm exactly. not saying don't worry about it yeah. like just lick rusty nails all the time and just like put your face on like you know, a homeless guy's ass like <laughs> But, as pleasant as that sounds. Right. Because also I've heard too that uh you can catch coronavirus through farts. I've heard this. I've heard this. And uh so now if if you rip ass in a supermarket, yes. you might go to jail. Well, hopefully well if you have pants on, shouldn't that be like a mask for your butt? You know Yeah. If those if the pants won't stop you ripping ass, what's that mask gonna do? Right, exactly. I mean so last I checked, that's two layers, you know, underwear and yeah, pants. Yeah, that's, mask that's just... true. That's true. So we need to be uh, putting people in jail if you're pantsless farting in the wind willy nilly. So they're gonna now. If you want to go into Walmart, they're gonna look down your trousers, make mm-hmm. sure you're wearing a pair of them rubber pants. Of course, and you gotta have goggles on. Of course, and you gotta have a mask on. And you gotta have a vaccine with a chip in it. They can scan with a UV light and blah 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 blah. blah. It's ridiculous. Hey, here's something. Here's something to think about. Right. The American Revolutionary War took place during the middle of a smallpox mm. pandemic, mm. and smallpox kills. Uh, I believe it's one out of three people who are infected. So that's a 33 percent mortality rate if you're infected. And they didn't come up with a smallpox vaccine until 1899 or 1900. So for over a hundred years, we had this terribly deadly disease called smallpox in the country, and. Uh, Nobody locked down. Nobody stopped being frontiersmen and going right, west. Right. Nobody got off the Oregon Trail. You know, uh, it's it's ridiculous that something like this is going to cause. The, I mean, it's sad that older people who have comorbidity factors are more likely to pass away from this disease. But you, nobody lives forever. You know, it's if you're past seventy already. You're on borrowed time, statistically speaking. True. I mean, I want to live to hundred. Yeah, but we all do. Statistically, yeah, yeah, and and you know what's really interesting is that the whole. It's funny to me that the the people who are really my body, my choice, not on the vaccine. Right. What? Right. Interesting. What? Yeah. It's interesting too, where right. um, it's like we also pick and choose like what people need to be doing and versus what they should be doing or can do. It's like okay, if you are a person that is working on the front lines stocking shelves at a grocery store, you're a hero. Mm-hmm. But obviously you're not decreasing the curve. You're still working. You're still exposing yourself. You're still doing all these things that you shouldn't be doing. But you're doing it because we need s- stock shelves. <laughs> but you take yeah, that same the, person, and-, and if he decides on his leisure time to go to the beach, suddenly he's a fucking horrible person and he needs to be like, rounded up and like put into a, a stockade and it's like well like it can't be both they can't be like stocking the shelves and a hero but also a, a, a mm. devil because they want to go to the beach like i don't know Back, like, and here's something to think about um you've got glasses if you wear a mask what's hmm. going to happen to your glasses right you fog up they're going to fog up yeah so how is it really that protecting you know you're 
your eyes are still exposed. Right. You know, I'm they're still not exposing. Man- they're not mandating yeah. the goggles. And how many people yeah, and, are and like still getting out? Obviously, misusing their masks too, not washing them enough, touching them, and then or wearing them here. Right. Exactly. I mean, I go into stores now that are like, you know, you're mandated to wear a mask in order to go into the store. But yeah, these people are wearing it across their chin, basically like, hey, man, like, give me a break. Like, we all know this is bullshit, right? but we're kind of going through the motions anyway, because it, it's it's easier that's to do it. that than to be the one guy that's like, this is bullshit, right, everybody? Let's get them. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, seriously, you know. Apathy if, is definitely uh, a big re- time in this. Like, and it is. And if we took, no, go for if it. If we took as a group that that tactic, bullshit. Let's get them. That's going to fix it. Mm-hmm. That's what our country needs to do, in my opinion. We have to just stop with the BS and just carry on like normal. And when the cops write you a ticket, burn it up. And when they come to right. shut down your store, tell all your friends. All your friends show up. It's too much paperwork for them. Mm-hmm. They can't mm-hmm. possibly do the rest of their job and still enforce this BS. Right. So right. And my, my dad just said uh, at the office, which is a bar here in, in Wyoming, they had a protest nice. uh, because <laughs> everything was supposed to open up May 1st. But our governor uh, decided to tar- start taking the stupid pills. Right. And now it's not opening up till the middle of May. And who knows if he's going to push it further after that. So the office got fined. So they said, all right, five o'clock, everybody come hang out at the office. And a bunch of people didn't. I would have. But I, I was distributing yesterday, and I was pretty darn tired. I probably should have had a caffeine shot gone just for the historical relevance. But right. Hell, I tried to do a movement, and nobody showed up, so I was kind of deflated. But, uh, yeah, I think that's what people need to do desperately. Well, it's weird because, like, like I feel like with at least, like, with a lot of comedy, like, in a lot of comics that I know, it's always weird to me where I'm like – we're the ones that are supposed to be like critically thinking about everything. Like that's what makes us a comic. Like we overthink yeah. the fuck out of something, and then we go, "Oh, that's weird, right?" And then we like try to make that's it weird. funny. That's a joke. Yeah. Yeah. But most of my comic friends now, it's like nobody's thinking past like their nose, or nobody's thinking past the first step, and it's like, wait, aren't all of you guys going? This is weird. And they're like, "No, it's not weird." And I'm like, "How? What?" Why aren't you thinking? That? <laughs> but I feel like right? it's like there a lot of people it's like unfortunately for this pandemic it's like people are really panicking and going nuts and then people are like, you know, building ships in a bottle and like learning how to play ukulele. It's like <laughs> it's an inconvenience for certain people and it's like a pandemic for others like Yeah. Well, what people really aren't thinking about who don't do the numbers is Economic shutdown is a lot worse than the virus. Could be if nothing were done. There's going to be so many unforeseen I, consequences to this. Oh, and there's some you can predict, too. You know the Dust Bowl, uh, mm-hmm. the, the book, The Great right, Seraph and the Great Depression? Yes. So the reason that happened is because the economy took such a dive before the Dust Bowl, the farmers over-farmed their land right. and they sucked all the moisture out of it. And then that Black Sunday hit when the wind kicked up and it just stripped that dust from where it had been over-farmed, and it, it caused a worse drought than if the economy had gone as it should have. Right. So not only did you have uh, Wall Street crash, you also had a famine on top of it based on the economic collapse that went alongside with that. So right now we're, we're in the, the prologue stages of that worldwide, and they're saying 
that a million people die of starvation in the third world every three weeks. Now, I don't know where they got that stat. That's just something I've heard. So it may be wrong. I've just heard that. And it doesn't surprise me because over 50% of the planet, and that's 3.5 plus billion people, live below the poverty line. Right. And that means those countries depend on countries like us who provide goods and services and relief packages and stuff like that. And now all that just dried up. Right. So that's going to cause famine. It's going to cause starvation. Right. And because of those two factors, there's going to be wars. Because, so, you know, the poor country needs food. Right. And there's definitely uh, somebody brought up, I was talking to earlier uh, on another group chat uh, that I was on, and they were saying that uh, the amount of uh, suicides have gone up, like, drastically, too. And that's crazy. Like, nobody ever thought that. about, like, you know, like, by kept, like forcing everybody into quarantine is going to make people kill themselves <laughs> it's the isolation's bad enough when you're not quarantined right. i mean there's a lot of people i i i'm very glad I, I was blessed to get out of california get out of colorado and make it back to wyoming doing the rv thing by myself in this quarantine that because i wouldn't have been able to get a shower at the 24-hour fitness and i wouldn't have been able to fill up my water tank right so my only option would have been like the ocean or showering at the beach and thankfully it seems like the beaches are opening again. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, that would have just been a pain in the butt. And then I'm isolated, and I've got to move every night, and I've got neighbors looking at, out the windows at me because everybody's home and wondering, hey, there's that guy in that RV again. I better call the cops. And so I'm just glad uh, I got out. I can't imagine the poor people that are, like, stuck in an apartment building, and it's just them, and they don't have any immediate family. <laughs> like me. They can't go see anybody. <laughs> <laughs> Right? How are you doing, Darren? <laughs> I'm doing a lot of podcasting, wondering why are we all still here sitting in our own rooms by ourselves when we could be doing this together. <laughs> right? I can't tell you. Well, I'm... you know, um, go ahead. I was going to say, like, there's so many people that are, like, going nuts. And I'm like, I didn't picture you as this really scared, non-logical person. But they're, but you get, them, you get them in a panic and they go nuts or they go into, like, you know this weird flight or flight mode where you're like, I don't even know. How did you even figure that out? Like how does your physical disposition make you think that? Yeah. They won't. Yeah. Come to my house to do a podcast and I'm like, okay, well, are you feeling any symptoms? I'm not feeling any symptoms. Yeah. We might be carrying it, but if we do carry it, obviously it's not affecting us because we haven't been sick or we haven't felt sick. alpha and beta. You're going to build immunities that way. Right. That's how the immune system works. Right. Because you have to expose yourself. The, the more cloistered you are, the more likely you are to be more susceptible. Right. The only way you're going to like fight this is if you catch it and don't die from it. It's not about yeah. never you catching it. <laughs> yeah. A vaccine is injecting it's, it yeah. into you. Yeah. <laughs> so... What in the world? I, just nobody knows what our people don't understand this basic stuff, and it it mm. it's mind boggling. And um, then they just, I, as you can see, I got a haircut, right? So you know, I ain't social distancing. I I I haven't. I, there's been maybe one or two days in the last six weeks where I have not left the house, right? And you go to Walmart, and there's 200 people there, right? But we right. can't go sit in a restaurant, right? Right? You know. I, I'm more likely to bump into somebody at Walmart, mask or not, who's more gross right. than if I'm eating at a private booth in a restaurant where they bust the tables and squirted it down and everything. They already do that stuff. Ugh, well, and it's, it's weird, too, because, me crazy. you know, 
within a grocery store itself, they like pick and choose when they're going to like follow the rules and not follow the rules. Like there's a grocery store here in Long Beach that has a, a parking structure above the grocery store. So you have to take an elevator or stairs down to the grocery store. And there's mm-hmm. 20 people in the elevator, but then those 20 people have to be six feet apart within the store. So you're like, well, which is it? <laughs> like you can be 20 deep in, a, six in a cubic feet. Yeah. It's a smaller room theoretically, <laughs> and you're putting more people in it. <laughs> but then obviously it's like, well, people are more worried about being healthy or losing weight than they are not catching this virus. It seems because if you're not willing to take the stairs, then you're really not like, wh- <laughs> what is it? Like, <laughs> how scared are you? Yeah, you're you're scared enough to put on a mask and stay home and play video games and yell at your neighbors, but you won't take the stairs. Right, exactly. <laughs> that's that's ridiculous. <laughs> that's funny. That is too funny. I, I just mean, find that it's like, that, and that's it's like that with everything where it's like, and then as soon as you start to say something like, "Isn't this weird?" People go, "Shut up, just do it." <laughs> no. Good news is, at least some people who previously wouldn't have doubted the mainstream. At least there's more doubting it than before, which I think is a good thing. But it's not as many as needed. I have, like, I have another hypothesis, too, and I've tried to throw it around a few other people, and they have obviously been like, you're a monster, or you're obviously a clueless idiot. But I was thinking, like, I wonder if this is a real testament to the idea of like how unsatisfied and miserable people are with their jobs. And they're using this as kind of like a strike where it's like, this is a great time to just be like, fuck it. I don't want to go to work. And this is a great excuse hmm. to not go to work. That's a thought. And well, have you know, people we have been pick under... up the tab or like have the government go give me money instead. Like We have been wage slaves, I mean, for many years now. You know, right. a lot of people who will get a four-year degree will end up working at a grocery store or uh, at some dead-end job for years on end because they can't pay it back. And they didn't want to go there. They're just doing it because they have to. So there's, you know, I don't know if that's the main thing, but that's definitely a factor that should be considered here. Because I could see if I were working at IBM uh, now when this thing hit Mm -hmm. and I got furloughed, I could see me being like, okay, (laughs) I'm not a fan of IBM. Right, of course. But, you know, I'd still be vocal on social media, but I'd be like, well, hey, at least I got to go to IBM. But now, you know, I've been doing the content writing thing. And I'm still getting jobs every now and again, thank God, but uh, not as many as I would like by a long shot. Right. Um, I've definitely seen my income go down, and I haven't seen that $1,200 stimulus check yet. I, I looked on IRS.com, and apparently it was mailed out yesterday, but I'm mm. not going to believe it till I either see it in the mail or in my bank account. Fortunately, so, I've, I've and I received taxes. it. I received oh, mine. Oh, good. <laughs> it's totally, uh, yeah, all spent. <laughs> <laughs> on bills well, I had to and do things my that insurance. I yeah it, it's it's going so to everything I, that I couldn't pay for for the last two months <laughs> boom and it's there's so many things that are required of us in our society today that just aren't necessary insurance uh, you have additional taxes on everything mm-hmm. so that's a really high cost then you have to do things like pay for emissions Definitely. you gotta pay for plastic sacks Definitely. and bottles and they nickel and dime you to death where more than 50% of what you earn isn't really, you can't really save it or spend it. Most of it's, you got, you got rent, insurance, uh, taxes, uh, right. uh, things like health care. 
Yep. Um, this, this, and it's required. You can't just opt out of it. You should be able to opt out. I should be able to opt out of my own social security if I want to. Right, right. There's no reason I shouldn't. But Especially everybody's got to do the. You're uh, not going to get it later. You like if you sign a paper that says, "Hey, by you signing this paper, it means you're not collecting money when you're older," then you should be able to no, do that. Yeah. What? Well, where's the security in my social standing if the money I'm paying in is just I'm never going to see it again? Right. Well, there is no social security there. That's just right. That's just social bullshit. Should be an SBN. And <laughs> you're almost the same age as me, so like. All throughout my whole life, all I've been hearing is you'll you'll never see it, you'll never see yeah. it, you'll never get it. And I'm like, why have you been telling me for thirty years that I'll never see something that I have to now pay into for another sixty years? Like, right? Well, and it's they have been, you know, they they, they look at uh, social. Our government looks at social security like petty cash. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Get it? And that they've just been dipping into that kitty and dipping in and dipping in. I personally think. Our government needs to be dialed back as much as as much as we can. You know, new taxes show up; they never go away. Nope. And I've been in California; those roads are not receiving the infrastructural support that has been paid for. No, it just goes At to all. salaries. I mean, it goes to the right. California has the most uh, public workers out of like any state. Wow! I want to say the last time I saw it, there's at least like three hundred thousand workers just in Southern California alone. That work for the state. That's a small country of just. That's almost the population of Wyoming. <laughs> right. That's what I'm saying. Like, that's like, that's just imagine like a town of St. Louis, like every person in that town working for the, the state. <laughs> yeah. Well, and you know, the GDP of California. Now, Kyle Gridley was telling me it was the sixth or seventh. But when I checked the stats last, I had read that it was the fourth or fifth largest economy oh, yeah. in the world yeah i and they've got these bad roads no kidding i, I don't understand i am not too bright but i just i don't understand you know where's that money going well it goes to pensions Nuts. it goes to people that are going on to you know that are retiring and it's going to yeah like you know you're getting people that are working for 30 years but they get a job at 18 so they're they're retiring at 45 and then now they're getting a pension and you know full benefits for the next 25 years plus. 2 thirds of the budget is going to people that aren't even working anymore. <laughs> it's not good. Uh, yeah, and the, the people who are paying the taxes are the ones who can't collect on that kind of stuff. Right. And then the of course part, you retire, but then you obviously you go back to work, so now you're double dipping, so you're like an independent contractor, but also getting your pension at the same time. And then you're wondering, where's your social security on top of that? <laughs> <laughs> it's crazy. It's crazy town. Yeah, and meanwhile, Nancy Pelosi's got a thousand dollar ice cream. Right. <laughs> well, delicious. Every, everybody should be able to have that. I mean, yeah, you know that should be your state mandated thousand dollar ice cream cup. <laughs> oh my gosh! So, I mean, she ate uh, twelve hundred dollars worth of stimulus mm, in that one video she did. Yep, yep. I don't know what's going on with that. That's that's ridiculous. That was in such poor taste. Even you know Donald Trump did that. Boom! I'm done with him. You don't you don't go. <laughs> hey, look 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 at my rich ice cream. Ooh, I'd be like, okay, you can grab him by the pussy, but fuck you and your ice cream, right, sir? <laughs> you know, he, he had better taste than that, hmm. right? And she's like, oh, uh, well, and that that gal also walked a bunch of people through Chinatown in uh, San Francisco at the end of February. What? It's weird. yeah, it's I definitely 
I definitely think what we're seeing here, the the whole puns, the planned demic. Mm-hmm. I don't think that's out of line at all. I think right. we're definitely seeing an agenda played out here, and it's wrong, and it's bad for the country. And thank you for doing this podcast, and and other people out there in Huntington Beach who are standing up to it. Good on you. Yeah, I think that's got to happen. I, it's got to happen. Well, there's just definitely going to be like some dissent. I'm not saying like I'm totally like saying that this is a a manufactured hoax by uh, you know the reptile overlords that live on Xenu. <laughs> I'm not saying it's that, but I'm definitely saying like we need to have. You can't just be fed it and going okay, okay. Well, I guess we'll just be yeah. in our houses till November. I'm like a poor motherfucker that's like, well, if is. Are you going to send out eight more stimuluses? Because I can't just live off of one. I barely – Right. And um, I want to get back to work. And if I'm not sick, well, then why not – like, why don't you let me? <laughs> well, you know what's going to happen now. Because of this stimulus, that's going to cause inflation. There's no way of around it. The question it is. isn't whether it happens. It's how much is it how, – how inflated are things going to get in the wake of that? Yep, yep. I don't know. And that's the thing, like, and we don't, I don't want to talk about, like, the deficit, but obviously, yeah, like, in the last two months, like, the government spent, like, $3 trillion running up the tab. Yeah. Right. And and now it's like, well, where'd that $3 trillion come from? <laughs> I'm rich, Oh, uh, yeah. Where'd it come from and where did it go? Nancy Pelosi's freezer? Where, the, where right. in the world is this Carmen San Diego money going to? Because $3 that- trillion, dollars, it's a lot. And my, I, I found out something interesting from my dad because, and he's not a real big conspiracy theorist, but he is from Texas, so he definitely leans right for sure. But um, you know, there's definitely a lot of things I can definitely like agree with him on. But and there's one interesting that he said this is that one of his employees, his mom passed away like six months ago or something like that, and she got a stimulus check. There was a st- oh, oh, really? Yeah, dead people are getting stimulus checks. Last week, you may have gotten a direct payment from the government up to $1,200 per person as part of the $290 billion stimulus package. The influx of cash, a shot in the arm for many, but what if I told you some of those payments were sent to taxpayers who are no longer with us? That's right. They're deceased. That's ridiculous. Yep. What? Like, that's, that's oversight. Because he had like... I mean, not um, oversight, overlooked. He had like a, a a social security account like for her social security, so like it just got deposited mm-hmm. into that account. So he had that account open still because it still had funds in it after she passed, and so he just noticed now recently that that like account just got yeah direct deposited like twelve hundred dollars, and he's like, "What the heck is this about?" And yeah, it's the stimulus, and it's like she's been dead for six months. What is she gonna do with twelve hundred bucks? <laughs> but if it happened to one Apparently person, you can ob- spend it. Yeah, in the afterlife, I guess. Yeah, but one, yeah, if it happened to one, it happened to many. It's, it's going on. Yeah, it has to be going to thousands, and that's the thing. So now, like, potentially millions of dollars are going down, going through the cracks of, and who's that really going yeah. to? Like their benefactors or the people that still have access to those accounts or whatever so what the what yeah that's no good and 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 you know what else people who died of like heart attacks the yeah. nurses are listing them as covid 19 right because they're just they're t- they're letting that take preference over all other comorbidity factors right so comorbidity we know you know things like heart disease uh, morbid obesity stuff like that these right. things are comorbidity factors but now if you had any tests which revealed covid antibodies or anything oh it was covid 19 and sometimes they're listing them as dead when they didn't even test it. In New York, according to Politico, right. Politico is not a pro-Trump 
organization. Right. So they weren't doctoring this. 3,700 plus deaths that were attributed to COVID-19 in New York City never tested. What? That's a substantial number. Yeah. And that's, that's the tip of the iceberg. <sighs> Politicians. Everybody complains about politicians. Everybody says they suck. Yeah. Well, where do people think these politicians come from? They don't fall out of the sky. They don't pass through a membrane from another reality. They come from American parents and American families, American homes, American schools, American churches, American businesses, and American universities, and they're elected by American citizens. This is the best we can do, folks. This is what we have to offer. It's what our system produces. Garbage in, garbage out. If you have selfish, ignorant citizens, if you have selfish, ignorant citizens, you're going to get selfish, ignorant leaders. And term limits ain't going to be any good. You're just going to wind up with a brand new bunch of selfish, ignorant Americans. So maybe, maybe, maybe it's not the politicians who suck. Maybe something else sucks around here. Like the public. Yeah, the public sucks. There's a nice campaign slogan for somebody. The public sucks. Fuck hope. Fuck hope. It's very weird. The weird thing is, though, is that it's so, like, polarizing when it comes to, like, friendships and stuff that I feel like now is that, like, there's a lot of things where you're like, okay, this person disagrees with, uh, you know, my taste in movies and my taste in music, but we can still be friends. But as soon as, like, you start to dissent on what's going on with this pandemic, suddenly it's like, well, we can't be friends now. And it's like, what? Like, what? <laughs> why? Like, especially when it's like, I'm hearing you talk about your bullshit. Now you can't hear me talk about my bullshit. Right. Right. It, it, there's such a double standard everywhere. Mm -hmm. And that's another red, red flag to me that what we're being told and what's really going on, not the same things. Of course. You know? I mean, it's it's weird. I mean, I'm I'm glad that I'm seeing, like, yeah, what HB is doing, but also, like, I also feel like I... I don't know if I would be out there with them though. Like I understand there's there's people that are doing it, but also mm -hmm. I I don't know. I I don't know if I'm like that type of person. Like I feel like I'm really in the middle. Like I'm just like I I don't think it's a huge thing, but also I don't need to be like on the spear tip of the like the movement. I hear you. I you know, if I had an apartment in Huntington, I'd be out there, but I don't and doing the RV thing the risk for me of losing everything right. uh, from some bureaucratic oversight and being stuck in a pokey for months, that's kind of moved my hand a bit. So I don't know. I need to do, I feel, I feel like I need to do more stuff like that, that I haven't. Mm. But um, there, there are, there isn't a lot of opportunity up here in a while. Cause we, they didn't lock the state down. They just closed down a bunch of businesses, mm. put up uh, rails at Walmart and have people, Okay, here's how many people are in the store. You know, they're just they're counting the people that come in and go out, and you can't go to the bars, and you can't go to the Starbucks, and you can't go to the restaurants, you can't go to the movies, and you can't go to the bowling alley. Right. But you can go to all the sports sporting goods stores, and all the WalMarts, and all the dollar stores, and all the convenience stores, and the Flying J's. Mm -hmm, so it's mm -hmm. it's almost arbitrary. The the whole necessary or unnecessary business thing too. That's that's such a that's such a socially Marxist thing to do. It's so uh, arbitrary too. Necessary. Because yeah. yeah, it's like yeah. such a like a it's subjective. There's no like 
real black or white like mandate of like, well, now you're a, a essential and you're not. And it's like, well, we could both argue the essentialness of either of them till the cows come home. Like, no business is you know, really that is the best medicine. <laughs> yeah, right. So right. Comedy uh, should be very essential. We're the only ones that are killing coronavirus. Yeah. I don't. We s- are the most holistic healers there are. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, ha holistic healers. <laughs> um, I didn't even notice that. That's good. That's good. That needs to be. A, come see the ha holistic comedy show. That's right. good. That's fun. Um. Do you feel like uh, have you? Do you have any new uh, hot takes on coronavirus for for French accent or for? I I got a few little things like uh, they ran out of N95 masks and everyone started to use bras as coronavirus masks, which was easy for me to do. I've been sucking boob juice through my nose since I was three years old. <laughs> I had one. Uh, Je- Jeffrey Epstein didn't kill himself; he killed Kim Jong Un. right what what else did i have uh uh, i went to wyoming uh we invented social distancing like there there are literally one person per six square miles in this well no it's i'll have to do the math again but there's ninety eight thousand square miles five hundred and seventy thousand there are six people per square mile yeah Uh, we had to come together to social distance um (laughs) i had a few other little little things on it uh but yeah it's i've got a few jokes on it mm-hmm. but I, with your I, uh, i'm hesitant to with the zoom shows ahead. though like have you been doing just a lot of uh tried and true material that you've already had yeah oh uh yeah but you know what i've been doing is just kind of winging it and talking about the other right. comedians bits you know not not stealing their thunder but i'll be like Oh wow! A lot of these women have not shaved their vaginas in this Zoom meeting. <laughs> oh wow! A lot of these unshaven vagina women are married, and that's totally confusing to me. You know, I just right, do that. right. Um, kind of crowd well, work. I but did not. think of one. Though. I, I figured it out. I, I had, I had, a, I did have a good hot take. It was. Um, I found out the real reason for coronavirus. I found out what it is. I found out because toward the end of December. There was these advertising campaigns we saw on all of our YouTube videos. Nobody wanted to buy the product because it's a stupid product. Nobody's going to be that joyful from that product. And then I figured it out. Ladies and gentlemen, coronavirus is a hoax from Big Peloton. Because nobody's <laughs> going to buy them bullshit cycles. Here's the ironic yep. thing. After I, I, I made that bit. Peloton stock is currently through the roof. Yeah, I would assume That's it is. That's not even a joke. Yeah, because mm-hmm. everybody's like, well, i got to exercise at home. Mm-hmm. That is the only way that anybody's going to make money from Peloton is the coronavirus. So they're they're right. happy as a bunch of plants. <laughs> smiling ear to ear. Well, that, that was is. my favorite joke. Well, uh, to um, to quote your, fam- your favorite woman, uh, Nancy Pelosi, uh, there's always someone that profits from a disaster. Fair. Yeah, like her. Uh. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> she's, I mean, she's not talking this about some... This is how I know. <laughs> yeah, I'm talking from experience. <laughs> I've benefited from a lot oh. of disasters. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Yeah, and then there's the Rahm Emanuel, never let a crisis go to waste. Yeah, and yeah. Also, the stimulus bill was held up so that they could fund the Kennedy Center. Right, right. Uh, yeah. Well, do we really need arts and entertainment? Okay, but you can't but make the any movies or do any art. 
The Kennedys yeah, the are Ken- held they're up. They're all dead. Yeah, <laughs> they're not. Even, we don't. We don't even have anymore. What is this? Is this, is this a mausoleum? What are we? What, what's this money going to? Right, right. There's a, there's a theory. There's a theory that um, JFK Jr. is actually Q QAnon. Interesting. And uh, now I don't know Q. I think Q has some real people in there, and I think they've got some trolls in there. Mm-hmm. And I think you've got to really be careful with Q. Because they definitely have presented some valid information, especially concerning the human trafficking and how that's being stopped now. Thank for goodness. sure, for sure. But sometimes they do get off on the high in the high grass. So I, I'm skeptical of Q because they tend to have a really big budget. If it was JFK Jr. and he's not dead, oh well, okay, fair. You know, maybe that's how the Kennedy Center is being useful. If that's not the reason. Then no, it was bullshit. <laughs> if, right. If the Kennedy Center funding isn't going to JFK Jr., who's actually the head of Q, no, that money shouldn't have gotten there. That's my that's my stance on it. Definitely that's ridiculous. Definitely. I mean, I feel like yeah, they they don't need uh, the government's help for sure. I think they've had enough no. help from the government, the Kennedys. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, they 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 they've had help going up Jacob's ladder. Yeah. To, some to would, heaven, some really? might say uh, too much help. <laughs> just a little bit. Just a little. Well, the government's too helpful to them Kennedys. Right. And dead Kennedys. But uh, I feel like there's definitely some interesting uh, with with conspiracy theories. Like it's hard because like yeah, once one gets found out as being true, then you want to believe all of them. But you're still like you, you can't believe all of them. Like this one's no. true, but this one is still bullshit. Like Bigfoot is still bullshit. Yeah. But coronavirus yeah. being manufactured, I don't know. Uh, that could be true. There's a lot of plausibility <laughs> to that. There is. And, you know, David Icke's definitely, I don't think there are reptilians, but he's he's on about a few things. Right. And they kicked him off Facebook, which digitally martyred the guy. But something funny about David Icke, you know, the reason he knows about reptilians, have you seen the man's fingers? <laughs> he is one. He's got, like, he's got iguana fingers. They're, like, 10 feet long. Right. And they're all, like, weird shape. I don't know what's going on with David Icke's fingers. Let's cut one off and see if it grows I- back. <laughs> <laughs> Let's do it. That's good. That's good. Oh, man. Well, I, you know, I like what he said in the wake of this what David Icke said in the wake of this coronavirus shenanigans, mm-hmm, but mm-hmm. yeah, he's got, you know, that's the perfect example of somebody having some conspiracies that are okay. That's legitimate. Some it's like, hold on. Hillary right. Clinton's evil, but she's not a reptile. Right. She's, right. She, she's cold blooded, but metaphorically. Right, <laughs> right. Right. You know, I like the funny conspiracy theories too. Someone like was birds yeah. aren't real. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Birds that's aren't real. One. All right, maybe you've seen the billboard near the Highland Strip or heard the story on Wednesdays Live at 9. A campaign called Birds Are Not Real brings its efforts to the Mid-South. And this morning, we are joined by one of the messengers of the movement. Peter McIndoe is here to tell us how this all came about. We want to emphasize you were not the founder. No, ma'am. So how did you become aware of it? What is the message of the movement? The message of the movement is essentially to spread awareness that from 1959 through 2001, the government mercilessly genocided over 12 billion birds and simultaneously replaced them with surveillance drones in disguise that film us every day as equally as these cameras are filming us right now. So what do you have to back that up? To back that up, I have as much evidence as the birds have provided. There's so much. 
So this is really satire. I mean, you don't really believe that that happened, correct? This is a satirical uh, campaign to make the point that what? <laughs> you're, you're looking at me like, no, it's not satire. I really do believe this. <laughs> Honestly, it's kind of offensive. Um, okay. So it's not satire. I don't think you would say that if I said birds are real. You know? I don't know why the other side of the argument can't be treated with equal respect. Yeah. That one's hilarious. Totally. And flat Earth, I think flat Earth is a bullshit conspiracy, mm. but I've looked into the science behind it, and I see how people have been hoodwinked. Sure. Because a lot of them... I don't see how anybody who lives on a coast is hoodwinked, because you can look out and see the curve. Yes. You can just see it. <laughs> so how are you... What do you do? You yeah, If you're living in Riverside mm-hmm. or Orange County mm-hmm. or L.A. and you believe in Flat Earth, yes. go to the beach, you yes. idiot. My gosh. Yes. But, you know, somebody in Kansas or Nebraska, oh, okay, you've never seen the ocean. You've never been on an airplane. Yes. They're giving you all this math and you're doing the equations and it checks out. Okay, I see where you're coming from. You're wrong. I see how you were hoodwinked. Um, I don't see how people don't believe there were birds. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I just love how they always think that, like, the government secretly has this crazy technology, and it's like, you know we can barely get Zoom on, you know, like, Wi-Fi. You know that these all, the, all these right. things are, like, so clunky, like, you can barely get a signal to, like, just make a normal phone call. How do they have, like, all this technology into mechanical birds? <laughs> <laughs> I've seen the tiki room at Disneyland. Right. Those aren't the craziest cool birds ever. Like those are barely <laughs> an- machines at all. In the tiki 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 room, in the tiki 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 room, all the birds sing, work and the flowers croon. In the tiki 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 room. That's just a lever with a with a speaker and some feathers glued <laughs> yeah, on. Yeah, exactly. That's all it is. <laughs> oh man. Well, I, I was gonna say it's funny too. Because if you actually see the birds around L.A., mm-hmm. there's something going on, probably to do with pollution. Yes. Next time you see a pigeon, look at his feet. Mm. There are some, I don't know what's going on. How, how are these pigeons getting their feet run over? Yeah. Like, they're missing feet. They're missing toes. Like, it, they're the most mangled, rad-ass birds I've ever seen. Yeah, it's a hard life being a pigeon, especially, yeah, in L.A. or whatever. <laughs> Speaking of L.A., though, is that, like, I'm not a conspiracy theorist, but I feel like... We have a Petri dish in downtown L.A. called Skid Row, and yeah. nobody's been telling those homeless people to social distance. Obviously, they're not big on hygiene down there. Where are the like <laughs> mass death casualties of Skid Row? They're not there. Right. Why are I, At why, all. Nobody is dying that's homeless. There's no huge flux of like homeless people going into the like uh, hospitals and dying because they have COVID. Why aren't they getting it? Right. They should, too. And here's something that this is this is another thing that tipped me off. This whole thing's bullshit. All the celebrities got it before the hobos. Right. <laughs> now, I, right? I'm not Tom Hanks. Right. But right. I've done extra work on films. And guess what? The extras don't hang out with the movie stars. Right. The movie stars have their own trailer. Yes. They're already social distanced. Yes. So how are these... How are these movie stars getting it ahead of the hobos? That that strikes me as either they're lying or mm-hmm. there's something else going on here that's a lie. Because there's no way, there's no way that the richest one percent of society that's already socially mm-hmm. distancing because they're celebrities and they can't go in public without getting mobbed. There's no way they're getting it ahead of the rest of us. Well, here's a conspiracy theory that I heard recently. 
about Tom Hanks is that the reason why he secretly got it was because they're trying to throw off the scent that he's like in this big pedophile ring as well. Or he's like in a sex trafficking, like, you know, kitty ring, just like Epstein. So they're like, yeah. we'll, we'll make them get coronavirus. So people will like start thinking about that and they'll forget about the, the, the sex ring instead. Oh, we don't want Forrest Gump to die of the flu. It's okay if he diddles some boring kids. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, which is yeah, also I, like, what a weird thing to think is that like he's ahead of the like he's the new Epstein. Forrest Gump is well, you know the the thing about what I've begun to realize since I came out to L.A. and it's a sad state of affairs is your efficacy and success as an entertainer isn't always due to your talent, skill, ability, or appropriateness to the role you're pursuing. Yes. A lot of it has to do with who you know and the circles you're swimming in. And a lot of these secret societies, a lot of these cults and molesting human trafficking gangs, they're at the bottleneck. Mm-hmm. And you don't get past that bottleneck unless you create your own bottle. Well, right. that takes decades and millions of dollars and sacrifice that even people who are willing to do that much self-sacrifice to get a lot of them can't do it so i think there's definitely some credence to it because i've seen a lot of these a-listers perform and i've seen how movies are made and i've done a little work myself and i can tell you a-list performance doesn't necessarily require an a-list actor it just requires a lot of takes right Whoopi goldberg and color of purple best performance of her life steven spielberg got that performance out of her she ain't a good actress. She's an all right, right. comedian, and she's good at being fat and sassy on The View. Mm-hmm. That's it. That's it. You need to move stuff along. Because I'm sweating, I'm padding, I'm too cold, I got a coat on. Then I start to sweat again. Then I have to go to the bathroom. Then I release a little air, and it's not good. A lot of these A-listers, I, I think there's another reason that they cloister themselves and hide and that's because they're really unremarkable people who don't deserve the positions they have but did the dirty work to get there right and so obviously they must maintain their position as the mouthpiece for the group that put them in power i mean you look at the music stars too uh these jay-z's and beyonce's beyonce's got some talent i guess sure i've never liked any of her music i like music i love music Right. A lot of these guys that just boom, it's like, well, I, they have fans. I don't know how, but they do. Good for them. What if uh, uh, Beyonce some... played uh, accordion? <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't know if I'd like it, but I'd certainly be more inclined to watch. I want to see Beyonce <laughs> twerk with an accordion. That yeah. takes some oh, skill. Man. I would love to see that in my house oh my by gosh. myself. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> Does she do the put a ring on it? Yes. It's just <laughs> and she's twerking. <laughs> yeah, that'd be great. Oh I would love it. I'd totally love it. That that's something well that's a bucket list my bucket list is to make celebrities do those things mm-hmm. but you know they'll be in certain it's the same sort of thing as the fake celebrities in soviet russia right they'd make a celebrity out of some coal miner because he was pro uh bolshevik pro communist party and the guy's just a guy who said okay i'll do your thing right and then a bunch of people follow behind him who don't know any better and think he was 
honored for doing something exceptional when right. in reality he just said he'd do their bullshit. So I think a lot of these celebrities, I think a lot of them have uh, just said we're going to tout the party line and then they're used as an asset for controlling public opinion. And when you can control public opinion, you can control how they buy, where they go. Because so many celebrities told us to stay in. Of course. You know, this coronavirus is dangerous. Mm -hmm. You know, we got to be careful. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I'm having trouble self-isolating in my $5 million mansion with my pool and palm trees. And, you know, it's not like I was doing anything different anyway beforehand. Anyway, I can go off on that. It's crazy because, yeah, like... <laughs> When when the in the first two weeks of March, everybody was like, you know, hoarding the toilet paper, buying everything off the shelves and stuff. And then, yeah, it took like two weeks later for like commercials to pe catch up and go, hey, hey, guys, we're all in this together. We're all in this together. <laughs> Stop doing what you're doing now. Like, it, it's weird how like it's it's always this response. It's never like from the get go. Like, the you know, companies aren't coming out with, hey, we're in this together, guys. We're all going through tough times before the virus. It's always after the virus. Right. <laughs> hey, it's Ian Armitage from Young Sheldon. This is Annie Pye. It's me, Sonequa Martin-Green. It's Phil Cogan here from The Amazing Race with some crazy hair for a crazy time. If you're anything like me, you're at home glued to your TV. Checking the news, checking our phones. Whenever I'm scared, I always look to my family to get a little happiness or a little laughter. We want you to know that you are not alone. You're not alone. You're not. We're still connected. We're still us. We can still laugh. And smile. Still share moments. And be happy. That's what I'm going to be doing. This is a time when we really need to focus on what's important. Let's be responsible. We are here for you, all working together. Stay safe. Take care of yourselves. Hey. Take care of each other. <laughs> It's really important to remember that we are all in this together. We're all in this together. We're all in this together. We are all in this together. And we will get through this as we always do. We we'll love you all. Peace. Yeah. Oh, it makes you wonder where their their real uh, loyalties lie. Oh, right. do they really care about us or do they just want to look good? Exactly. You know. It's <laughs> It reminds me of that like, you know, like whacking day in the Simpsons where like Mayor Quimby gets a bunch of fake snakes to like show all the like citizens like, Hey, I look at all the snakes that I killed. But it's like right after they realize like whacking days bad. And they're like, go to hell Quimby. Look at this, everyone. 12 dead snakes. Boo! I'm sick of you people. You're nothing but a pack of fickle mush heads. He's right. Give us hell Quimby. Yeah! <laughs> like right before like they figured that out like he would have been a hero for killing 10 snakes <laughs> that's funny yeah yeah there's there's a certain truth to that for sure and uh i don't know i, I started getting the emails too did you get the emails from all the corporations of course yes saying, hey it's mm -hmm. COVID 19 be safe and we're here for you here's 50 dollars off an ipad <laughs> Oh, you you got you got coupons? I didn't even get coupons. Mm -hmm. I just got a damn message. You wasted a minute of my life. I'll never get back. Yeah, <laughs> I was reading it. I should have known better. I should have known not to read that BS. The only company that I'm still getting emails from that, uh, and I've said this before on the podcast, where they they're still saying go out and meet people, go hang out, or the the dating websites. They're sending me emails still saying, <laughs> look at how many people matched with you. Get to know them today, and it's like, do you know what's going on? <laughs> <laughs> what is that 
Well, what's the one website, the the big one that had the like eddieharmony.com. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We never wanted you to meet in person in the first place. <laughs> that doesn't work out. <laughs> right. At eHarmony, we're finding oh the technology so you can fuck through the internet. <laughs> you can have a sexual relationship without even touching them. You know what? They've got these devices now that are, you know, USB enabled mm-hmm. to allow you to have a VR porn experience. Let's do it's it. Like, it's like Demolition Man, for goodness sake. We're right. in Demolition Man. <laughs> I did post that's, a meme about that's that. That's what happened. That's what we're in. We're in. <laughs> that's the first social distancing. Oh, my gosh. Um, they well, called it. So much of it's pre-pro. Well, and what about, have you looked into Have you looked into Bill Gates? A little bit. Dude, I haven't the gone... guy was on Epstein's jet. Yeah, yeah. And at the island. And he's got his own $40 million jet. And he's like, I don't associate or have a friendship or business he's kermit the frog basically <laughs> yeah. I, I don't i don't have a business with epstein oh but why'd you ride on his jet you got your own 40 million dollar jet right you could park it with your own crew there and leave when you want what were you doing if you don't did he did he what what blackmail has he got on you bill so if he's not friends it's not business then epstein has blackmail on bill gates or had it it's one of the it, there's no so what are you telling us oh he's got blackmail what's the blackmail he had on you it's crazy. What were you doing that you shouldn't have been doing, Billy Boy? Mm-hmm. And then, of course, there's Event 201. That's suspicious. And then he's like, well, society can't come back to normal until we all have vaccines that include an ultraviolet tattoo for identification. What? Right. <laughs> Seven billion people have to get vaccinated? You And then you've seen the meme. You can't even keep viruses off windows, Bill. Mm-hmm. Sit your ass down. <laughs> right? Yeah. Well, That's a good any, meme. I don't know who made it, but they, they nailed it. If we're making people have these ultraviolet barcodes underneath them, somebody's going to have to manufacture that ultraviolet barcode manufacturer maker. So mm-hmm. who else Bill is going to make it? Microsoft. Yeah. Bam. Yeah. Oh, here's one for you. You know what MSNBC stands for? No. Microsoft Network Broadcast. Oh, right, right. I thought it was right? going to be and uh, then you got the- something funnier. Oh. <laughs> no, I was going con- conspiratorial. I'll, I'll come up with something funnier. Yeah. Uh, uh, <laughs> Melinda sucks nubile Bill's cock. Yeah, there you go. That's what it should stand for. <laughs> <laughs> right? But then, of course, you got his TED Talk where he says, now, if we're, if we're on track for $9 billion, but if we're really good with vaccines and health, we can keep that number down. Well, well, what did you just say? If we're really good with vaccines, we can keep the population down? Mm-hmm. But I'm confused. I thought a vaccine is supposed to make you stronger so a virus doesn't kill you. Right. What am I missing here? We're supposed to I, you know, increase no the population. <laughs> yeah. So the, why, why would Bill and Belinda Gates be decreasing the population if they're doing a good thing for humanity? And then there's India, mm. where they reintroduced the polio vaccine, and 450,000-some cases of new polio developed as a result because right. the vaccinated version was actually contagious. Um, so he's a funky monkey. I think he's part. If there is if there is this secret society cabal with these Epsteins and these Hanks, uh, Bill Gates is playing tiddlywinks with a bunch of them like some grown-up <laughs> Michael Syrah. <laughs> they all have Outlook accounts. That's what the, that's the tie-in. Oh, that's, they're all trading the nasty pictures on Outlook. Mm-hmm. Outlook and Bill Gates got the, exactly. I've got all your pictures. Maybe he was blackmailing Epstein. <laughs> Probably. 
I mean, who knows how right? how far the rabbit hole goes? For sure. Maybe Epstein had some pictures of Melinda that were unflattering mm. because all the pictures of Melinda are unflattering. <laughs> maybe, maybe that's he just had a portrait. Maybe he had a wedding portrait, and Bill's like, "We don't want that getting out." She's got stronger <laughs> shoulders than me, and I've got bigger boobs. <laughs> she is not uh, – She, I guess you might say a handsome woman. Yeah, she is. <laughs> she's going to need some – She's a some, handsome woman. She's going to need some, uh, some Photoshop. She's the kind of woman a billion dollars will buy mm. begrudgingly. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, man. Oh, man. I don't know. I – I have no idea what's going on with that, to be honest, but I know that it doesn't add up, and so no. it's worth talking about, because that's eh, some funky stuff. Leaving it on a on a high note, or on a on a lighter note, because, uh, yeah, I'm, we're, I feel like we're getting kind of towards the end. Um, yeah, we've been at it an hour and a half almost. Yeah. We're getting, we're getting there. What do you feel like you're going to do, like, yeah, once the restrictions are lifted? Like, what do you feel like your, your first thing back into normalcy will be? When the 24-hour fitnesses and the coffee shops are open, my plan is to go down through Colorado and either west to Nevada and then California or straight through to Texas, mm-hmm. um, whichever whichever way I can go. Because I want to come back to California because I've been building contacts out there. Right. But um, if, if, I, if they're not open until November or August, I mean, what's the point? I'm, I haven't checked out Texas yet. Right. I hear they got a great comedy scene. So my goal is to just try and find out where comedy is and get after it again. I, it's more than likely I'll come back to California by way of Colorado, um, you know, go south through New Mexico and Arizona and see sure. if I can't see anybody there. But, uh, yeah, that's – I mean, I don't know what else to do. I, I want to – comedy is my thing, and I, my goal was to give it a solid 10 years and then reevaluate. And I've got a year and a half left, two years left on that. Um, when you factor in the losses from coronavirus in sure. terms of time. Sure. So I want to try and get back on the horse. You know, I was almost running a mic at Shanghai down there off Beach Avenue. And yeah, I, I do remember that. Um, yeah. I, mm-hmm. it, it was going to open like two weeks after the, the COVID thing. Yes. And yes. then the COVID happened and boom. I mean, I was out about five or 600 bucks uh, in gigs. Mm-hmm. I had a gig in Phoenix. I had a gig in Vegas. I had a gig in Scenic Valley. Um, I had a couple other gigs. I, most of them were paying. They weren't paying a lot, but they were paying enough to cover my travel. Right. So I had gigs lined up, and I lost them. And, of course, you know, entertainment jobs aren't covered in the unemployment stuff, even right. though laughter is the best medicine. <laughs> it is true. I don't know Who's why. Who's the real angel? <laughs> it's very true. Very true. I mean, we should definitely be getting more. You should be... Uh, Touring the hospitals, you know, doing a big hospital tour. <laughs> right? I will patch Adams this bitch with an accordion. Right, right. right. I may not have a clown nose, but I got an eye patch and a weird, funky instrument, and I'll make them little leukemia kids laugh. I'll Definitely. do it. I'll, 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 <laughs> I want to see that. I'll make them giggle. And I, hey, I'd do it. I'd do it for real, though. I, I'd have fun with them. I've done, I've done Christian schools. I've done an hour of G-rated comedy. I can mm-hmm. have fun with kids. I substitute Todd. I know how to do that. Sure, sure. Um, I, I, I'd be happy. Even you know, hospice, whatever. I'll do it. I, I'd be great. I'd, I'd love to. But no, no, we, we're cloistered. We can't meet in all the places we were. So my hope is that if it it will get back to normal, it will get back to normal, and I'm going to hit the ground running harder than I have before. And I'm just going to drink a lot of caffeine mm-hmm. and hit the gyms right. and hit the mics and hit the showcases and 
pimp them and do more videos <laughs> and try and reestablish the lost momentum. That's, I don't know, because if it fails out, I mean, I, I've got another option. Uh, I'm, I'm in a blessed situation. My dad runs a business and he really wants to work with me on that. Mm -hmm. And I don't want to say no to that because uh, it's, it's an honor, honestly. But right. I want to do comedy. I, I feel like I, I should be bringing something to the family's table through comedy. Mm -hmm. You know, I've been working at it almost a decade and I've made some headway, but now this COVID thing hits. And I mean, if, if it doesn't go back to normal, we're going to all have to start living off the land. I've got a BB gun, a water purifier, a magnesium block and a knife to shave <laughs> off things and start a fire with. Right. You're... I was thinking that if I was stuck, I bought that at Walmart. I thought if I'm stuck in the mountains of Colorado, right. these squirrels are fucked. I'm going to eat them. I'm eating these squirrels. I'm eating these rabbits, <laughs> these pigeons. I will eat a pigeon. I will eat, I, even his nasty little dirty birdie feet. I'll boil them bitches. Right. I'll eat them like crackling pork skins or whatever. Well, then you'll be patient zero to uh, something new out there. <laughs> That'll be dope. I'll be fine. But then I, I come into some town and everybody starts growing feathers, mm -hmm. pecking at the ground, <laughs> and their feet get all funky. Oh, no. He's brought in the pigeon coronavirus. Yep. It's the Wyoming coronavirus. It's worse than Wuhan by several degrees of magnitude. He's got French accent oh, disease. <laughs> everybody starts growing these, like, accordions out of their chest mm -hmm, like some sort mm -hmm. of alien movie it's like a chest burster but it's an accordion <laughs> i want to see that movie now hey that's 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 horrific and hilarious yeah that's and you could make a love story the one guy who manages not to kill anybody with his chest accordion he's got to overcome it to find love of course and then he serenades you know his victim and she actually uh you know is susceptible to his serenade and we could call it Daddy's Got a Squeeze Box. Mom's never <laughs> yeah. home at night. Mm-hmm. Deep pull. <laughs> Boom. Kevin, man, this has definitely been good to talk to you. I definitely enjoy uh, speaking with like-minded individuals. It's hard to find now, especially in California. Well, you too, Daryl. Thank you for having me on your podcast here. And let me know. I'll share it. Um, I appreciate it. This is good. It's always good to check in. It uh, helps helps me remember, you know, we're doing this for a reason. For sure. We're not alone. We're not isolated. Did you want to throw out that social media or where people oh, can yeah. follow you? Uh, Kevin.Bennett.969 is Instagram. Uh, Kevin Bennett or French Accent. Both of those are a page on my Facebook. I have... A comedy album. It's called "I'm from Wyoming," obviously by French accent. Right. Uh, that's available on Spotify, Amazon, wherever albums are sold. I have a novel, "Amphibian," that's on Amazon by Kevin Bennett. I have a novel, "The Thief and the Sacrifice," that's on Amazon. I'm not making money on either of them, but they're there. And on Druval.com, I got about a hundred songs that are trippy and funky. Some of them are okay. Nice. Well, guys, definitely uh, check Kevin out, a.k.a. French Accent, wherever you do on that internet, where you go find stuff, and uh, follow me on the liner notes. You know what to do with podcast. This has been, once again, 